Welcome to Hard Pressed Hope. This is Kate. And I'm Catherine. Thanks for listening. <laughs> you know, in Leslie Nobin, she's like, Welcome to Jazz with Jazz on top of Jazz. Then <laughs> I'm filling in for Ernest Hemingway, who's filling in for John Mitchell, who's filling in for Bob Newhart, who is on leave to study the Welsh women. Kate, okay. how, hey, how are you, Kate? <laughs> Besides giggly. <laughs> I, I think... You know, today I don't know. <laughs> like, honestly, I have yeah. no idea how I am today. There were highs and lows today. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good today. Uh, we're recording this in May, and summer has suddenly hit Missouri, as it does every year. We go from, like, 60 degrees to 90 degrees overnight. So it was kind of the first day of summer here, mm. and it was actually great. My kids are out of school, and... We had some extra kids over today, but you and I have kind of had a rough time uh, sitting down to record this episode because lives are a little crazy right now. Yeah, well, May is always nuts, but you know, it's like track and field day and flag day and tie-dye day and watermelon day and (laughs) keeping track of everything. It's a lot. But we were supposed to sit down and record on gratitude, right? In a couple weeks, we were both like, oh, I'm not in the right headspace for this. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, we had plans of talking about that. And it's not it was, that we're in an ungrateful headspace. Ready, I got it. I got it. It was gratitude with an attitude. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. Sorry. That's what it would have been if we would have like recorded forced. it. But we weren't, in, we weren't in an ungrateful state of mind. It's Mm-mm, just that never. we were both... We're not not necessarily walking in difficult things, but we're walking next to people who are in difficult things. And so I was just thinking about, you know, moving forward and what we can record. And I feel like it honestly would be a benefit to both of us to just talk about hope and where our hope lies and how we navigate these situations that we are walking next to and sometimes in and Essentially, we're both support people to people that we love who are in really, really kind of pretty dark situations right now. Are you able to tell us a little bit about the situation that you're in right now? Yeah, um, I have a good friend who is walking alongside a family member who has cancer. And barring a miracle, she is at the end stages of her cancer. Hmm. And she has three children who are adopted and her husband passed away last year in 2020. So um, these children, these three boys have lost their father and their mother is in the end stages of cancer. And my friend is sister to their mother. Um, It's a lot. You know, my friend who has six children of her own and who is the primary support to these three boys while their mom is in and out of the hospital or getting treatments or procedures or things like that. How do you describe walking alongside someone? What does that look like? Oh, um, presence. I think it goes back to that idea of presence that we've talked about previously. Being intentional about her knowing that I'm I'm here. Um, taking her kids today. We played in water all day today. Um, and just making sure that while she is not home, while she is with her sister, that she can be there fully with yeah. peace of mind, knowing that her kids are taken care of at home. 
I think that's such a good, like a great gift is the background. I think that there can be like when a difficult situation comes up, it's there's like the highs, right? Mm-hmm. That, that come in a crisis or mm-hmm. even in a, in a happy event, there's always like the highs that are happy to be around or that even a crisis pulls out like the, okay, we're doing this, you know, and then, but it's a really long road. So, trouble can be really long right. and to be there in the background for the the in and out of the crisis however long it lasts i think is like re- is really valuable yeah it i think it requires persistence and and we've talked about me and my friend amanda is her name and you know i've i've spoken with her about i i, do, I don't know what to do for you like or i want to alleviate this situation somehow and there's simply nothing to do, you know, except to be with. And I yeah. know she feels that way for her sister. She wants to alleviate her sister's pain and alleviate any of the stress and difficulty that she can. But again, like for her, it's to be with her sister, you know? Yeah. And Kate, what about you? Can you share a little bit yeah, about I what think, you're walking next to? Yeah, I think that um, that's just part of part of life right like if we're paying Mm -hmm. attention there's always some there's always someone on a on a journey a tough journey and if we are privileged enough to be invited in on that i think that's that's really special well on top of what you were saying recently a friend of mine um more of an acquaintance something tragic had happened and she was figuring it out and, and figuring out her support and figuring out what it would look like long term and I like wanted to help what do you need which isn't you know always the greatest question right I I had ideas and just you know bringing things and just you know doing it anyway and then she actually said what would what I would really like is to be able to call you and talk about this Mm -hmm. every so often and I was (laughs) like oh I can do that (laughs) yeah yeah, but it actually does take emotional energy to, you know, to pick up the phone, to mm-hmm. be present when on that timeline. But it was such a good lesson to me that's like, well, what you're saying exactly is that to be persistent in the presence and just, you know, the text that says, I'm here, I'm thinking about you, even when you don't hear anything back. And to pick up the phone when the person calls, even no matter what they want to talk about. Right. And in fact, after something significant had happened and there was, you know, doctors and stuff going on i had actually said do you just want to go get coffee and not talk about this but talk about like your kids and Mm -hmm. something else and she was like yes and we did that and it felt very weird to be sitting in like the hospital grabbing like with our coffees just like chatting but it was actually super necessary because you're still living while you're journeying (laughs) you know what i mean like life goes on like the normal day-to-day stuff Mm -hmm. and so to to be intentional about that little stuff too. So that was a lesson I learned like, you know, in these past couple of months. Right. Do you feel like these situations give us perspective of sorts? Well, definitely. I think that always when we're faced with trauma or hardship or tragedy, we feel a sense of gratefulness. Yeah. You know, for things that we take for granted. I think we, you know, we talked about this idea of gratitude, which, you know, when I am next to a situation like this that I'm not in, I'm like, you know, thank you, God, that I have my health. And I think the idea of hope is what, you know, I wanted to talk about hope, because I think when I think about dark situations, like, I'm not sure that I could function the way that I am without the hope that I hold in Christ that I know that Amanda's sister will be healed. I'm not sure if it will be here, 
or if it will be in heaven. And I know that's how Amanda is functioning day to day, just knowing like with confidence, the promises of God. So what you're saying really reminds me of Hebrews 6, 19. This is the New International Version. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and mm-hmm. secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. Hmm. Well, I mean, the whole premise of us doing this podcast, right, is that we both have entered hard-pressed situations, foster care, adoption, willingly because of the hope that we hold. But I think we both have felt a little heavier lately because we're now walking next to situations that that have been dropped into other people's lives Mm -hmm. who have their own kids and have their own families. And, you know, my friend is an adoptive mother herself. Um, Her sister is an adoptive mother. Um, And so I, I feel like this is like so naive, but I feel like sometimes there's a little bubble Like, oh, we'll be, you know, we won't have to deal with these dark situations like cancer or things because we've adopted and or we fostered and God favors that and sees that that's hard. So why would other hard things happen? Do you really think that? (laughs) I don't. But like naively, I'm like, oh, (laughs) nothing will ever happen to Kate and Joe. They have these two boys, like only Kate and Joe can take care of. Oh, gosh, that's so funny. Well, we just wrote our will the other day so we don't think that great (laughs) (laughs) that is a individual catherine belief maybe i don't know i I feel like that you're operating on the different end because i believe something you know catastrophic is gonna happen every day i'm always always surprised (laughs) when it doesn't i'm always surprised i'm like even little things can be catastrophic one of my kids is having a really tough time in school recently and it just Mm -hmm. doesn't end this it doesn't end and as a mom i'm all kinds of you know, you want them to learn and you're defensive about it and you're like emotionally invested and you don't want a helicopter parent, but you do want to know what's going on. And, you know, it's oh, it's a lot. So this is my middle schooler. And recently I was talking to him about some some of it. And I was just saying like, the great news is that nothing is ever wasted, right? Like God has something for you to learn from this, which I know no seventh grader wants to hear from their mom, but I do believe it. Like I do believe that we can learn from whatever we're in and we can carry that with us Mm -hmm. and so i was like maybe you're learning perseverance right now maybe we're learning patience maybe and i don't think it's like you learn the lesson so then it's over i just mean that like even during a trial even during a hard time there's things to learn and that's for you know that's for soft things like trouble in school um obviously you know there's there's people that are finding much larger and devastating battles but i do think it's a privilege to be invited in Mm -hmm. um to those dark spaces and i think it's you know this whole idea of doing things for god versus things with god is rattling around in my brain a lot lately Ooh, tell me more i think i heard that from tim timmons he was on annie f down's podcast and he was talking about doing things for god Versus with God. Mm -hmm. Um, And that just really stuck with me because Jesus is is God with us, Emmanuel, God with us, right? And so the whole idea is that he's always with us. So we have the choice to be doing things for him or taking our steps forward next to with him. And, you know, reminding Amanda 
when she maybe has to have a difficult conversation with her sister to align yourself with him and be with him during that conversation. I think it's made a difference in how I navigate these things. Absolutely. I think being with God is prayer too, right? And you and I talked about before we were talking on the phone about how hard it is. Like, what does that mean to actually like pray for someone? You know, our Mm -hmm. prayer lives have Mm -hmm. gone through many ebbs and flows over the Mm -hmm. year. And how recently for me, it's like less about words. And when I say I'm praying for someone, especially someone in a difficult time, I, I do a lot of like imagination. Like I just I picture them and I picture Jesus next to them and beside mm-hmm. them. And it's more like, let that, let that be so, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that sounds a little like woo woo, but that's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my prayer life. Cause sometimes I run out of words and right. I, and that's where I am these days. And however you bring people to Jesus, you know, to the, the foot of Jesus to pray for them. And I would say, do that. Yeah. <laughs> do that. And I think because I know I've been, I've been in the seat you know, next to the darkness of in complication or in saying goodbye to a kid who's going back to their family, you and Amanda and a couple other friends, you know, resolved during the week that I was saying goodbye to this little guy to pray for me, unbeknownst to me. I found out later that you guys were doing that. Um, but like you, you went to God on my behalf when my, you know, Amanda keeps saying my band, like my bandwidth is reached. Like I, I just can't even think mm-hmm. about X, Y, and Z right now. Can you do it for me? And like, I felt like that's what you guys did. You, it was like intercessory yeah. prayer. I've been blessed so many times by that too. I was in a tough situation. My sister is one person that constantly always holds out hope. She, mm-hmm. when I'm going through difficult times, she lets me have all the crisis points that I need along mm-hmm. that along mm-hmm. that journey. And she's the one that holds a steady flashlight, right? Mm-hmm. And that's really, that's really has been helpful. She told me once I was in another country and trying to figure out something very difficult. And she was like, don't like she basically said you can question this as much as you want but i'm not like i'm gonna hold the hope and the yeah. sanity and you know that line while you go up and down and, and you know that you do like, the that actual line task is, yeah and yeah. it was so and it was it was nice to have her clarity her her clarity her peace her confidence mm-hmm. even if she wasn't feeling that she was projecting that not projecting that on me but like she just held the hope for me and yeah. sometimes i think that's what we need we need someone to hold the hope for the recovery the healing the, mm-hmm. the something and be sad with us when it looks you know otherwise but also just hold the truth yeah. i i have found that helpful i love so that I hold that. the hope maybe that should be our podcast title <laughs> <laughs> like hold the phone <laughs> hold the hold phone the hold the hope. <laughs> hope on the side <laughs> i love that i love that yeah well but yeah i think that's i think that's the advice is hold the hope be there be present that's it mm-hmm. you know <laughs> so basically what you're saying is just be a good friend yeah exactly <laughs> right? that uh, you know what's great about having friends on the the journey whatever it is that you're on is that they help you articulate what where it is you're going like you've done for me for so many years you help me kind of have a vision right. for what i want out of my life what i feel called to do with my life and right. and keep me motivated <laughs> keep us motivated <laughs> to keep going um even when things get sketchy <laughs> right 
Right. And I remember you saying to me one time, I was like so riled up about something I cared about. Oh, really? About <laughs> us, about other people not caring about it, you know? Oh, yeah. And I think that's the thing about friendship is you were, you challenged that. You were like, but Catherine, you care. So you do something about it. Why do you <laughs> right? care about we can't everyone all care else? About all the things that all the time, but it's nice to have someone help you help you keep the vision right for the yeah, focus for to where keep you're going your focus your on marching forward and moving, just moving through life and mm-hmm. finding hope in those moments and what God is doing in you and around you. I think, and it's been really fun. I think to reflect the last what is this? This is our fifth episode, our final yeah. episode of the first season. We did it. <laughs> I know we did it. We did like little tiny. 15-minute episodes, and they were great. And well, I'm, basically, Catherine, we've been doing this for like 16 years. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, it's just a continuation of that. We've just had listeners yeah. along with us. That's the only difference. It's recorded. Yeah. Just. <laughs> so thanks, everyone, for joining us, and we hope that you find a friend to walk with you wherever you're at today. All right, you guys, that's a wrap on season one of Hard Pressed Hope. Thanks so much for listening. We cannot wait for season two. We're going to have some new friends come along and chat with us. But in the meantime, catch up with us on socials. We'll see you next time.